Welcome to the Millionaire Mindset Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Ack, and I want to help you develop your millionaire mindset so that you can grow your wealth, get rich, have the freedom you want, design, create, and live the life that you want. Let's go. What drives you? What pushes you? Now, I'm not talking about purpose. Now, I know my purpose. That's not what I'm talking about. What is your fuel? What is pushing you? Now, most people are going to live the life that their parents lived. Their parents, whatever life their parents had, they're going to have one. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You, you know, there's modeling. Your parents show you how to model, and you're going to be like that. And I was on that same course. I was going to be like my parents. Now, if you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, you hear me talk about my parents. You hear me talk about my dad and how I had to be the exact opposite. But that's today's Steve saying I have to be the exact opposite. Young Steve was going to be just like his dad. Now, my dad delivered laundry for a living. My mom went from job to job. She'd worked at the uh, drugstore. She worked at the grocery store. She worked at the liquor store. Uh, She was a secretary. She worked at the travel agent. You know, I mean, she didn't really have a career. She went from job to job. So anyway, and I remember kids when I was growing up making fun of me that my dad delivered laundry for a living. And and we drove this piece of crap car that was red, and it was smashed in the back, so my dad cut the back of it off and welded on the back of a different car, same make and model. Never painted it, just, you know, big weld marks going across. And, and true story, it was a, a 1967 Buick, you know, and I'm not that old. It was an old car when I was a kid, and then he had a 50 Chevy that was smashed in the back. And always felt like second class. I always did. Now, we we didn't have any money. We were poor. And for my 10th birthday, my my dad brought a cake home and it said, happy birthday, David. Now, my name is Steve. And he got it because, you know, it was on sale. That There was a mistake in the name and, you know, I'm sure he paid a dollar for it, something like that. Anyway, growing up, I learned to be poor. Uh, and that's where I was going. And, you know, putting water in the ketchup to get a little more life out of it. And and just things like that. You just, you accepted when something broke that it was never going to get fixed. You accepted that when you got a gift and it required a battery that you would never have a battery. You know, that was just part of life. And that was the, the trajectory I was on. And I think about all these memories. There, there's so many of them that I have. And they're not good or bad right? They're just life that had happened, but they fuel me. They fueled me so much. Now, so here I am, a young man out of school, you know, a young adult, and here I am working at the towel factory, the Rivera Mills Towel Factory. I was taping boxes and um, for $3.25 an hour. I talk about that all the time. That had to be the worst job in the world. And guess what I was going to be? I was going to be my parents. I was going to be my dad. My dad took the laundry delivery job because it was uh, an easy job to get. It was safe. You know, he deemed it safe. You know, and it wasn't. But that's what he called it. It was simple. He didn't have to go out and uh, go for more, right? He just settled right in, and there I was repeating. And that 
was an eye opener for me. And I think about all the things of growing up and, and all the times that, that I was made to feel second class. I was made to feel poor. I was made to feel all of that. And that's my fuel. You know, that's my fuel. That was my upbringing. That was my, my childhood. That was my, uh, how I was raised. And that was my fuel. That is my fuel. Now, I don't hold anything. I don't live in the past. But the past, it's not like I erased it. You know what I mean? I don't go, oh, well, this is, you know, like I don't live in the past. Woe is me. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I recognize it, and uh, I journal about it, I write about it, because that's that's who I was growing up. My dad was always afraid. You know, he, he never went after what he wanted and and just settled for whatever anybody gave him. And people used to give us crap. You know, like I remember uh, food being left on the stoop and and bags and you know we had I remember a sofa that we'd had a brick under one leg and and I remember we had a couch we called it a couch and it was actually the front seat from a Pontiac and uh that was I remember that clearly and so I really knew how to be poor right I had a great lesson on how to be poor and how to live poor, and how to accept being poor. And this was life. Now, that was extreme, right? And this is what fuels me today. And where I said earlier, most people live the life the parents did, right? They're on that same path. That There's been modeling. What is your fuel? What is your fuel to succeed? What is your fuel to go after what you want? Not your purpose, right? My purpose in life is to elevate others. I've built wealth, right? I've accomplished so much. I've started business from scratch. I have employees. I, I you know, like I've, I've traveled. I, you name it, I've done it. And uh, I've accomplished it. And, and what people want, honestly, is wealth. A lot of people want wealth. Wealth, hey, money doesn't money doesn't get you happiness, but I'd rather be not happy with money than not happy without money. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. Um, and that's something that I'm great at creating, right? I, I am just absolutely great at creating that, and that's where I'm trying to elevate people. That's my purpose, but my fuel is everything that has occurred in my life that I didn't want, that I didn't have control over at the time. You know, an eight-year-old doesn't have control. A 10-year-old doesn't have control. You know, we don't really control anything at that age. So life is happening to you. It's not happening through you. It's not happening for you. It's, it's happening to you. You don't have a choice. And um, so that's, I carried that. Now in life... When people say, I don't have a choice, I, I'm like, you know, you're lying to yourself. You're believing your own lie. And that's a large part of why I take control. That I don't, you know, I have 100% control over everything in my life. 100% responsibility for my life. I don't depend on anybody. I don't go, whoa, I can't do that. You don't understand. No, there's nothing I can't do. Because I've, I've proven it, right? And 
I've lived on the other side and I didn't like it. I didn't like living on that side. And so today I'm asking you, what is your fuel? What drives you? Pain is the greatest driver that we know. Well, money is not a driver. Money really is, is a really weak, weak, weak driver. Pain is the greatest driver. And everything I told you just now was pain for me. Right? I felt that pain. I felt the embarrassment. I felt kids laughing at me. You know, and, and I, I think about that. And, and I re, as an adult, uh, I remember somebody l- laughed at me for something, and I just lashed out. Now, I'm going to tell you, all of that I've told you, anger did not drive me. I'd realized at an early age that anger wasn't going to get me anywhere. You know, like, it gets you fired up. No, anger's not. It, it, you're not going to accomplish it. You're shutting down your your uh, ability to see opportunity if you're living in anger, right? So fortunately, I recognized that uh, at a young age that anger was not going to uh, help me. It was not going to benefit me. So it couldn't be that. But my my passion, my drive inside, I shouldn't say my passion, my drive inside was to not be laughed at was to not be felt second class, was to not be, you're not good enough. Uh, you know, just not having it. When you talk about money, I'm going to tell a quick story. I know I'm going way over my, my usually five to 10 minutes, which turns into like 10 to 15. I remember I was probably about nine or 10 years old and my mom had given me a $20 bill. It must've been around Easter time. And her plan was to give me and my two brothers each $5. So she gave me a $20 bill and she told me to go to the store to buy something. And I was going to bring the change back and the something I was going to buy. And, and I bought it and I came back and I gave her the change and it was like $14 and like 60 cents, 70 cents, not quite 15. And she'd given my older brothers each a $5 bill, and she gave me $4 and the change. You know, and said, sorry, you know, I wanted to give you 5 but there, I don't have $5. And I accepted it, and I never wanted to live that way. You know, I accepted it as a kid, and what are you going to do? Thank you. You know, I'm grateful. But... You know, it was just such an awkward, awkward moment. I mean, if I can talk about it now, and this is my drive. Again, it's not anger. It's just that I've lived poor, and it's not fun. It's not easy. It's hard work to be poor. It really is. You know, poor people are not lazy. That's a, it takes a huge amount of effort. Uh, it's, it's much easier, less work to be wealthy, trust me. Um, so that's what I wanted to share with you today. A lot of what drove me and I didn't want to be my parents. And I talk about my dad and I talk about my mom and I talk about my childhood. And I hope you can relate to this. I hope you can go, you know what? There was things in my life that I didn't like and I wanted to change. Are you changing it or are you repeating it? Because that's how it was modeled. I was modeled to repeat that. Now to take it one step further is when it came to school, I struggle with literacy. I, uh, I have a learning disability, had a learning disability, but we didn't really recognize them back then. 
and I'm sure I was ADD or ADHD or whatever they could have labeled me, that we didn't have those labels back then. And I was just, you know, labeled a high-energy kid, and I, I struggled with so much in school, and I couldn't read, and they, they let me sit in the front so I could see the board better, and I couldn't read because of dyslexia. You know, that, that was a, <laughs> I had that. And um, so I had to go to therapy. I, my parents drove me, my mom would drive me down to get therapy uh, down in the city. And uh, unfortunately, the therapy was that same time, that third, fourth, fifth grade, where kids were really starting to read. And um, I repeated the third grade mostly. So in other words, I was in third grade, completed third grade. And when my classmates all moved up into the fourth grade, uh, unfortunately, I didn't completely. So I would start out the morning going back to third grade, going back to my third grade teacher and being with the other third graders. And at lunch at noon, then I can go to the fourth grade and complete the rest of the day with my class. They didn't want to fail kids back then, you know, and, and because it was like so traumatic. So I did um, go in the morning because, the, you know, they had reading in that in the morning and I'd sat with the kids younger than me, and I, I didn't know vowels, I didn't know consonant, I didn't know any of that. And, you know, I struggled with all of it, and unfortunately those were such formative years when it come to reading, and so that made it difficult, made it very difficult, and I couldn't really write. You couldn't read my, my any kind of penmanship, I couldn't, you know, I'm sure there was some form of dysgraphia as well, uh, I remember I tried to write a postcard to my parents when I went away with my friends to their cottage, and my mom couldn't read it. She couldn't read a single word on it. I mean, I'm sure that I couldn't spell it. I'm sure in my head I thought I was writing. But when I got home, she was furious with me, and she said, read this, and I looked at it, and I couldn't. I couldn't read it because, first of all, I wrote it, and I couldn't read it because, second, I couldn't read it. <laughs> you know, like, there was two problems there. <laughs> um, so aside from feeling the pain and the embarrassment of how we lived, and aside from uh, being poor, I, I struggled academically, too, which was... You know, for all practical purposes, I should have failed in life. My dad used to call me Skid uh, because he used to say I was going to end up on Skid Row. You know, t imagine that as a kid. Your dad calls you Skid. Hey, Skid, yeah, you're going to end up on Skid Row one day. And, you know, that that's a lot to take. So my boat today, I call it my boat. It's actually a yacht. It's a, it's a big boat, sleeps. Uh, sleep six, and um, anyway, it's called eccentric row, but eccentric is E-K, and that is a jab at my dad, you know, for calling me skid. Hey, dad, this ain't no skid row. I'd, I'd brought my dad to my boat one time. He was in a wheelchair, and uh, I wheeled him to my boat, and I'm like, hey, how do you like it? How do you like the name? And I reminded him of that. I said, you know why I named it? Because you used to call me skid. Saying I was going to end up on skid row. This ain't no skid row, dad. You know, so it was a little bit of a, 
little bit of a, a jab there. I had a, you know, that was playing the long game. You know, I had to wait about 40 years <laughs> for that one. But, <laughs> oh, too funny. We, we did laugh about it. We had a good laugh. And, uh, it, you know, I, didn't, I don't hold any resentment or anything like that. It's not worth it. You know, I don't hold resentment, but I do have memory. So that's why I, I named it that. Anyway, I went way over today, and I appreciate you sticking around for all of these stories. And uh, I'm so happy I get to share them because I hope that you look at your fuel. You find your fuel. You find your motivation. You find your inspiration. It is inside of you somewhere, so find it. That's what I have for you today. So if you love this podcast, please share it with somebody that you think can benefit from listening to it. Share it on your social media. Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and leave a review. Let the world know what you think of our podcast. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. And I'm going to leave you with this. I know that you can become the person that you want to be, and build the wealth that you want to have. And I know that you could design and create and live the life that you want, and I want to help you get there.